is it that some people seem to have all of the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young. We're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here's your host, Aaron Scott Young. Well, Aaron Scott Young is here, but so is uh, Michelle Pearson Young, who is supposed to be on this. We got to talk to. I, I'm, I'm telling you what, we got to talk to the people at uh, Voice America to get this going, and uh, uh, because I want Michelle's name to be on there. Because truthfully, I want my name on there. I want her to. I want her to be uh, given credit for carrying the the weight of this show. The last sure. last week, you you were like the savior of the show. There was an issue well, with my, technology. The sound was off, and anyway, but we're here today. We are here today. Can I introduce the show? I'd love you. Hi, welcome to the Unshackled Life Show with Michelle Pearson Young and her special guest. Her, her sidekick. Her sidekick. Also, and also featuring. Also, also <laughs> featuring Aaron Scott Young. Um, today, as we talked about what we wanted to uh, talk dis- about, discuss with you. No, we we know how to use language. We discussed what we wanted to talk about, or we talked about what we wanted to discuss today. Uh, We came up with quite a few interesting topics, things that are going on, things that are germane to us, and things that are germane to everybody, because we're all having this human experience. I said we should call the show um, Aaron's 35th Class Reunion sexual scandal and the holidays and the holidays because they're it's the trifecta of <laughs> of stress and, and pressure and so, <laughs> it's actually true what do these three things have in common yeah that's everybody just freaks out during this time of year but yeah but uh, yeah it is kind of fun you know the whole goal of the of the program is to is to just kind of talk about some of the stuff that really is weird and crazy and stressful but also to um to come up with some ideas of how you can overcome some of that challenge so you can live a big fulfilling wonderful life. So can I tell you can I tell you something that I've recently learned? Yeah. The reason that it's really important to, to uh, it's really important to talk about these things and that's why we invite you on here uh, because we're we're talking about them but it's also to create conversations for you is because the human brain actually translates or activates different areas of the brain when you say things out loud versus hearing them. In other words, or thinking them. Like, I want to go to Disneyland. If you think, well, okay, so exactly. Great. Ex- Actually, you know, Disney you can, World. Disney's, Disney World. Disney's we have a Disney always, World uh, manager on here. Yeah, right Disney is always an appropriate topic. So you think to yourself, I'd like to go to Disney World. Yes. And But there's you're a different. Thinking you're thinking, thinking it. it. You're right. thinking it. But uh, there's a different portion of your brain that's activated when you say out loud to someone, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to go to Disney World. And all of a sudden, you might find yourself going, and you know what? I remember that I have a ticket, a free ticket. Or I remember that my friend said she'd like to go with me. And when you say it out loud, even if you don't say it to anybody else, it's actually helpful to say it to somebody else. But that's part of the reason that we talk about these things, the things that we talk about on The Unshackled Life, in order to unshackle, to to give you an opportunity to look at things a little differently, to have different conversations than you've ever had before, to activate different parts of your brain, and to create an unshackled life for yourself. Yeah. So what you're okay. So what what you're I what say I it think, back to me. What I thought I just heard to you us? say. Well, I knew you were teaching something, but I think what Michelle's really saying is that you should call. Don't, no, wait. In. That's called man speak, and we're going to talk about okay. sexual harassment and um, right, sexism sorry. today. What I interpreted from Thank that, you very as I much. listened to every word you said. And I thought about it. I thought, I think what um, what one takeaway could be from what you said 
is how did, I, how did I help you today? You helped me by letting us know that um, it's one thing to listen to this and like it and think, oh, that's funny. Um, some people will type in and we'll get comments, we'll which get is comments. awesome. But we love another comments. thing people could do is they could call us <gasps> and they could say and they their could say thing stuff out loud. loud. Is I that what you're talking lo- about? Oh, yeah. So I didn't mean yeah. to say what you meant to say. But it what made I, you think to yourself. What I thought, when I heard it, the me- the lesson that the universe downloaded to me. You got a download from the universe. The, <laughs> Spirit is so good to you. Spirit is just like it's radiating <laughs> no, on a higher we're, we're level. We're breaking the first rule. I feel that we're I'm 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 Tell vibrating. Tell us what you thought. Is if <laughs> people can call in to at. Eight, well, I think it's eight six six four seven two five seven nine five eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. And you can speak. If you want out your loud. if you want your dream to come true. Uh huh. If you want to not just think about going it to Disney be a, World a but really go. Number. Because we're going to make it. No, but not like that. What are you talking about? Not like that. I just oh mean that, that, you know, like calling into the psychic network. Oh, like, the psychic network. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Nope. There are many good 900 numbers. So many good 900 numbers. Depending on your proclivity. Right. So, but, it's, it, but if it's you want to talk about unshackled life, you call uh, 1-866-472-5795. Uh, 5795. And come on and, and uh, join the conversation. We're, we're going to talk I dare about you to do it. I, I, every, you know, seriously. We've, we've had one person ever call in. And I know there are people watching on Facebook. I know there are people listening on the uh, on the uh, Voice America Network. And so if you guys want to make your dreams come true, I, I tell you, you got to call in. Let's have a chat about this. But let's – we um. So we, cho- we chose some, some kind of um, incendiary topics today. Yeah, the worst, I think the most incendiary is well, going clearly. to your class reunion. Yeah, that's obviously because it. Because what, what the heck is up with that? Now, Damn. So I, I know it's hard to believe um, if you've ever seen a photograph of me or, or, or seen me in person, but I actually graduated from high school 35 years ago. What's that you say? I know, I know. It's hard to believe that it's uh, been Not such a short coming. amount of time. No, I actually... Uh, no, I, I don't think many of the people from my graduating class are listening to the show. <laughs> you don't think well, so? Well, I just don't think, I don't think that they... Nobody asked for your autograph at your class reunion, not one person so that right there is so, an indication. Right off the bat, I mean, some of the people looked pr- pretty good. That is true. Way to focus. Way, yeah. to, where, way to put your there attention. There were a few people that there I thought... There was one guy who said I thought, that... did this person really... Was this a parent? There was one guy one of that a, said that his son, he's always, he's always mistaken as his son's brother, and I would buy that. This guy was young looking. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, that and, guy. And then there were others. He was an entrepreneur who had a successful business. Was no, I think you're no, thinking of the, no. I'm, okay, no. All right, you're, I you're talking, an no, but but here's the crazy thing. So we went to this class reunion, and it was it was good, and it was groovy, and we had fun. I'd never been to one. Um, uh, I'd never been to one of my class reunions. So we've gone to a lot of your class reunions. Yeah, because I had a cool class. You, Michelle went to this little, and it was just five years ago. Michelle was in this little. Um, Lived in this village called Shelly, Idaho. That's like thirty-five hundred people. Yeah. Right. The town had a main on the main drag, main street had like the grocery store and the five and dime and the movie theater and all that stuff was on one side of the street. And then the um, railroad tracks were on the other. Well, yeah, the the potato flake processing factory where like everybody worked, right? Yeah. A lot. I mean, a lot of people worked for Pillsbury. Yes. And so one side of Main Street was it was French was a was a factory, and the other side was downtown. So mm-hmm. 
And you had how many kids in your... Um, you know what? A girlfriend of mine said 162, but I thought it was 126. Regardless, it was well under 200 kids in my class. Yeah, okay. And so you guys knew each other like forever. Forever. Well, oh. I moved... Some of them from kindergarten. I knew them from the time second grade on. So I always felt like an interloper a little bit. Because you guys moved in when you were right. like so seven was, or eight yeah. years old. So you were already not... You were already on the outside of right. your class. Exactly. All, you, the, all the bonds had been and, created. And you guys were... It was a very, um, very Americana kind of high school that mm-hmm. you went to, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys knew each other. You grew up together. You were in a small town. Yeah, John out- Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, yes, it's that's my how, hometown. That's the one. Yeah, so, um, and and it was co-ed, right? Mm-hmm. So there were, like, lots of romance and lots of misadventures and adventures. So much intrigue for, you know, 17-year-old And some of those Michelle. kids even married each other after school, mm-hmm. a few of them, some right? Some of them stayed married. Some, and, okay, and some of them stayed in town. Yes, right? that is accurate. And, um... And so here's the point. My school was not like that. Zero percent. Not at all. Besides the fact that you were all young. Well, we were the same age. I mean, we, but we were not even a neighborhood high school. We were, a, we were a, um, a magnet school. You had to be accepted into the school. And um, you had to you know, get recommendations from your science and math teachers. And you had to take shop the whole time you were there. Uh, it, was, it was Benson Polytechnic High School. And up until... One year or two years before I went there, it had been for the better part of, I, I mean, about 80 years, it had been a, um, it had been an all-boys school. Now, it was a public school, but it was uh, a magnet. And at the time, it was the only magnet school in Portland. It was the only school not a neighborhood high school, and it had been all-boys, and people were still thinking of it that way. And I didn't want to go there at all, but my dad who was very clever, um, talked me into at least applying. And then when I got accepted to going for at least one semester to just try it out and which I did. And of course, once you're there and you kind of get into the routine of things then you don't leave. And so uh, anyway, but it wasn't a social school. And so I like, there were, there was no, I never dated anybody from high school. As a matter of fact, I'd go to school and then I'd just do my whatever level of schoolwork I did, which was not very good. I, was I know, a, so much so much for a non-co-ed school making you work harder. Yeah, yeah. well, I worked very hard at music, and I worked very hard at the radio station, and I got a... Two things that are still a part of your life today, so to, I guess 17-year-old Aaron was pretty smart. Yeah, it's true. I worked on my skills, and I, I eschewed my, um, my, the things I didn't like, like science and math and, you know, things like that. And um, anyway, but now, 35 years later... I thought I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my class reunion, and and it was I. And I have to admit, I th- I thought it was gonna be fun. You were like, "Hey, do you want to go with me?" And I thought, "Oh, that'll be kind of fun." I was wrong. No, don't say that because you had, you acted like you had a really good time. Uh huh. She's okay. So um, <laughs> what a dog. So anyway, um, I, I wish you could just see Michelle's little grin on her face as she speaks these harsh words. I think my voice. Yeah, communicates the grin, the level, the level of, of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, it, but did you meet a nice woman there? I did. I you haven't heard from her. I feel like I feel like I got you know. Mm, I, I gave something my phone. I did. I it literally. It is the first morning of the first business day after a Saturday night else event. It's been thirty six hours. Crickets. You know what? You're never supposed to get a call within the first twenty four hours. Right. Too eager. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> so anyway, so I did meet a really nice woman who lives not far from. Yeah. Us. Yeah. They, they live right. 
Well, what seems like down the street, which is only 30 minutes away right, in another close. country. Yeah. We're going to make a point because we're 20 minutes into this thing or something already. We're, we're not, 13 minutes in, and here's the point. Tell me the point. I'm going to say the point. Let's talk about the unshackled part that we learned the from being there. The unshackled part of the... I really want to interrupt the, already. Uh, the, the unshackled part of what we're talking about is... You know, we have these ideas of our seven that our seventeen and eight year old selves thought our lives were going to be, and without exception, our seventeen and eight year old selves, seventeen and eighteen year old selves. Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you were going back to that. No, I was just going to stick when with when you moved in from okay, Newdale. You're interrupting. I'm so sorry. I'm just don't trying speak. to clarify. Don't speak. Please. We have these ideas of what we thought our lives were going to be when we were 17 and 18 years old. Also, what we thought would would be the um, like requirements to make a certain kind of life. Yes. And what happened was usually pretty different than what we assumed would happen. We, you know, we had life and things popped up here and there. And and here we are. So so we fast tracked. We time traveled the slow boat, time traveling to uh, 35 years after you graduated. And it's a really good opportunity to evaluate, hey, what, what have I, what have I accomplished? So we get to celebrate the things that have gone well for us. And we also get to look back and go, you know what, what part of that, what, what would that 18 year old tell me today? If I, if, if they could talk and you know, what, what would I love now? What would, and what, you know, just like you saying, well, I did focus on music and radio, which still plays a part in your life today. Um, what what are you not paying attention from that 17 or 18 year old per kid, what they wanted and what what is still possible for you? Because I, th- I think there were a lot of at least what I extrapolated and I you, I'm suspect you'll disagree. No, what I, won't. I what I thought I observed were no, I won't. Thank you. <laughs> contrary. What I extrapolated was that were a, there were a lot of dreams left out left behind. Yeah, I noticed that too. So first of all, I, one of the things that was most interesting to me was, um, and by the way, I want to be super clear. Um, my, my teaching around the country and my experience and Michelle's experience is that we didn't go to, we didn't go to college, right? We went to one year of college. We went and you'd focused on dating and I'd focused on drinking. And so, and reading trashy novels. I did. I I had a, but, but, but the point is when I was in high school, the, I felt like kind of from a from a scholastic standpoint, I felt like a big loser because um, I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't really enjoy school. Um, I I enjoyed a couple of extracurricular things, the the music stuff I did, and we had this radio station, a legit radio station, um, the oldest, uh, second oldest radio station in town, and um, and I loved being involved with that. But the point is, I got crummy grades, and all all these friends, and even we sat with. With a guy that I kind of knew, I mean, we did. I was sort of aware. Remember you knew for, him. I was aware of him. Okay. We had a big class, but the point is, um, he went to Cornell. Uh, my best friend ended up going to BYU and then to Harvard. Other people went to fancy schools, right? I a mean, lot of, there were a lot of letters in that room. Oh, a lot of people had a, a lot of bachelor's degrees, a lot of um, of um, of master's degrees, and others. And so, um, the point is, I thought. Man, I've got 1.9 GPA. I'm going to junior college. You know, there were actually people bragging about their low GPA, and if you'd been a bragger, I would have won. I would have totally won because they were bragging. Underachievers about, unite. They said, "They said, oh yeah, I wasn't very good at school. I had a 2.4 GPA." And I'm like, "Geez, that was five points ahead of me." And so, um, my point is, 
But a lot of those people who had all this, they, they checked all the boxes of those early 20s. They, they weren't really living a life. They, I mean, there were a lot of people that seemed to be kind of bummed out. Like, you know, I'm just happy to have um, I'm almost to retirement. And then I'm hoping one guy yeah. said, I'm, I'm looking forward to being an empty nester so I can do more, um, reading, you know, like I, we were that talking, one was like, I, I believe you, there's may, no, I mean, reading you is may good. have heckled him and said, aim, aim low. I didn't say aim low. I, I would never did. say that. I, I sure as hell did not say aim low, but I might've said something like, Woohoo! Like maybe, that. Um, <laughs> maybe you didn't say it, but I could, everybody could feel the energy. I was in, I was, I was awkwardly placed uh, in this long, narrow room right next to where the PA and I was the first person they asked to stand up and speak, I think, because they knew I would have no fear of doing it. And then I was right there. I believe you were grabbing at the microphone. No, Michelle, that is such a freaking (laughs) lie. I'm never taking you to my class reunion again. Whoa, no. (laughs) She's like, no, honey, please don't punish me with that one. All right. I don't know why I'm sassy pants today. I apologize. It's too much caffeine. But not Here's the point. So I'm drinking water. You're drinking a, a four-shot uh, coffee, right? You bought it for me. Yeah, thank you. Merry What's Christmas. your point? Here's the point. A lot of times checking the boxes of things that we were told were the right things to do don't give us the results that are our problems. You know, there's that Billy Joel song, right? And and um, remember in, uh, in, in, no, in Allentown, and he says that, you know, the – the graduations hang on the wall, but they never really helped us at all. So the number one, um, the number one regret, deathbed regret, yep. as studied by people who are visiting deathbeds, apparently, yep. um, is that they did what they thought they were supposed to do. Yeah, they didn't do what they wanted to do. They did what they were told they were supposed to do, yeah. and they're looking back on what the heck? Why did I? Why did I do that? Yeah, what was? What's the point? Because I mean, what does it mean? You know, I, I sat there and I've had for a long time. I've had. Uh, I've taken issue with the fact that I didn't get my degree. And as I sat and looked at that room, I looked around the room, and I thought, that's cool that you got that. I, I absolutely you, well, we're, we're strong support, advocate yeah, of, get your education if you want. Of, of, uh, education. Education. Thank you. <laughs> strong advocate of education. My question, I think the most valid question to ask is, what would you love? So the question is, does, or the, 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 the discussion point is, did, for an unshackled life, is did by checking the boxes did that get you where you wanted to go or did those create the shackles was it a ladder or was it a ball and chain you know and and did you by being what somebody else told you you should be did that lift you up or did it hold you back and that's the question and if anybody has the guts to call and talk about it, 866-472-5795 I saw some old classmates of mine coming on All right so we're going to we're going to go to a break we're going to come back in just a, a couple of minutes and we're going to talk about that talk about some other crazy things going on here at the Unshackled Life Yeah this is the uh, influencer channel on Voice America Voice Radio Voice America Radio Network Be Network. right back Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. It is good to be back at The Unshackled Life. Indeed it is. We've been talking about class reunions and most We're going to stick on that for a little longer, we, I think. I, I, I decided that. that we didn't. What we want you to think about is, what would you love? Sure, you've checked some boxes in your life. You've tried to make other people happy, and usually that doesn't end out up the way you want it to. But what would what would you love? What would you love to do, be, have, feel, experience in your life now? So what did you want to say more? What more is there I would to love, do with well, this topic? The, the, the issue is we... There were, there were all these things that we thought we were supposed to do that were going to give us the life we wanted. And I and I noticed that even now at at 53 years old, right, at 53, there's still people that were going, I think if I can just do these things, I'll finally get what I want. And, um, and It doesn't work that way. It's because it's all this sort of um, – this sort of prescribed – uh, path that everybody's always been talking about. Like people say, well, I've put in my 30 years on the job and now I can find, and I haven't really loved what I did, but I find, I mean, one guy was really interesting. He talked about working, I won't even say where he worked, but he talked about how he was almost done where he was going to get a state or maybe it was pension, a city yeah. pension. And, and he was like going, it's not what I used to be and I don't want to be part of that anymore. And I got to get out of there and these kids and all this kind of stuff. And, and I thought, so he's been like in this prison sentence for 35 years yeah. or 30 years. And th- to think you only went for 14 months. I went to 14 week. months and I think I might have had more fun because <laughs> some of these people seem like they had kind of a, well, you also, swore, a bad time. I know, but that's not your way. Uh, uh, that's uh, my brand is swearing. We don't swear on this show, damn it. So it's, let's, um, anyway, here's the point. Here's the point. Um, what, yeah, are you? So my my question yeah. for our listeners is: Are are you living that prison sentence? You know, like we said, you know, we had we went to Aaron's thirty five year class reunion. We, you know, Aaron was able to connect with people that he'd seen, and we had the opportunity to talk to people and watch people and observe people. There, everyone got a the microphone. Every one of the class. No, everybody took I, it. I considered. 
I considered taking the cl- the microphone, but nobody was having it. No. And and people were able to say, "Hey, this is what I've been doing." And it was it's surprising. You give somebody a microphone, and you find out what's on their minds. There were a lot of people that were like, "Hey, you know, I felt like they're marking time." They were marking time, and so it it's just an opportunity for us to look at our own lives and say, "Am I marking time? Am I living in a?" prison of my own creation. So what do you, what, what which know, is way worse than one that you know you're going to eventually get out so of. So what sort of, the question is like, what, what, what kind of, um, what kind of checklist is holding you back from reaching your goals, reaching your dreams, doing something unusual, doing even, something scary, doing even something. Even worse, what kind of checklist do you think you haven't checked that's keeping you from the life you would love? Now, Aaron and I have both admitted that we don't have higher education. Proudly, we graduated from our respective high schools. Yeah, so we have that. For that. We've got that. But but neither of us graduated from university. Mm. And and we've I think we've made a decision, like a conscious decision to go, okay, we didn't do that, but why not have what we want? Why not create what we want? There are a lot less boxes to check than we imagine there are. So so the question the question for people, and I think I think it's a really important question to ask is what would you love and why do you think you can't have it? Yeah. So as you chew on that, I mean, Michelle, let's let's just ask, ask a couple of questions. So, because you're a coach, so let me just ask you. Oh, so if people are, if people do feel kind of stuck, like what are, what are two or three things? Well, what's the first thing if you're coaching somebody, like what's the first thing um, uh, that you would tell somebody to do. I somebody just popped up. So you guys that are listening on the radio, you know we we also are doing this on Facebook Live, and somebody just popped up on Facebook Live. Um, hey, Lisa. Lisa Schroeder, and Lisa is a, a, a phenomenal chef. Runs one of the most <gasps> successful. We should have we should have Lisa on if she'll have us. We should have if she'll yeah. She would be, we okay. should have her on the show. So here's my point. She's this great great chef. Runs a very successful restaurant in downtown Portland. So it's, it's I, I would say it's hands down our favorite restaurant. And um, she's somebody though who made a decision to to leave the East Coast um, and and create a new life for her and her daughter on the West Coast, and has been pushing against boundaries the whole time we've known her. Yes, and pushing against all these boundaries. And do, and kind of shaking things up and not always doing things that um, uh, might have been the most sort of conservative business things to do have actually put her in a position to be this award-winning, not only author, but um, civic sort of um, servant. You know, it's, there's, she's this really she's, wonderful she's servant leader. She's absolutely served the community oh my with gosh. Her, in and, her success. Yeah. And so, so what we want to do is say, yeah, maybe you have to do something that's different than than uh, what you know your grandparents did, but what you were you were going to ask me a sure. question? Well, yeah. What are the things that you would do? Like, how do you coach somebody that says, "What's the first step you have to take to um, break out of that rut?" It's it's a brilliant question. It's one of the simplest things that I teach people. But simple doesn't mean easy, and simple doesn't mean that you don't need follow through. And that's asking the question, "What would I love?" Because a lot of times, I'll tell you what. I will ask my clients or even prospective clients, what would you love? And their answer, I'll say, what would you love? And they will answer, you know what? I wanted to be an ice skater, but that's never going to happen. You'll notice that they did not answer my question. The, yeah, question, I, the question. I would love to be an ice skater. Yeah. The, the, yeah. If, if they, if I say, what would you love? And their answer is, you know what? I would just love, I would love to be able to ice skate, 
you know, a couple of times a week, that would really be pleasing to me, then this we can work with. When I ask you the question, when you ask yourself the question, what would I love? And the answer comes up with a checklist of things that you have to do for other people, a checklist of the reasons that you cannot have what you would love, then you know that you're living what, who was the author that said most men live lives of quiet desperation? Um. I'd, let's just say I said it. Mich- I think Michelle Young. Well, I just said it, but yeah, so well, I should know that. Right so the I, yeah, I and I normally do as well. But asking yourself the question, "What would I love?" puts you. That's it's the very beginning piece. It sounds simple, but I'll tell you what: when you really ask yourself that question, "What would I love to experience today?" Just starting on a. a, a short basis, uh, uh, an increment that is doable, feelable. I would love to hear from you. If you want to email us, you can comment on the Facebook comments. What you would love just to have today, that is the beginning. It's the very beginning. And my clients will tell you, asking that question will get you a very different answer. Henry David Thoreau said it. Oh, we love him. I like Thoreau, and I just Googled it, and so we know it must be true. Most men live lives of quiet desperation, and he was the one that... that, he that actually said... Um, um, he said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. So um, the mass of the, the vast majority of people. Anyway, here's the point. Um, the, 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 you've got to ask, what would you love? And not always say, I've already lost my ability to dream. I, like, my dreams have been sucked out of me for so long. I'm not even willing to utter that's the thing I would love. That's just getting stuck in the story. And that's why, so people have the microphone at this class reunion. They have the microphone and they're standing up in front of their classmates. And a lot of times what they're saying is, well, and I got the divorce and, and one guy, how many, how many uh, other, how many degrees did he have? He had like four different degrees and was still trying to schlep sales with the microphone in hand. If you find yourself in that energy of what, you know, what is, what's wrong with my life or why can't I have what I want, then you're stuck in that, that life that Henry David Thoreau dubbed a life of quiet desperation, but ask first ask yourself the question, what would I love? I have clients who literally change, change immediately by asking the question and they'll I'll get a text or a call going, you'll never guess what happened. You'll never, all I oh, did. as soon as they say it out loud. All I did, you know, our, our daughter is a, a really good example of that. She decided that she wanted a piano. She, piano, yeah. she decided she wanted a piano. And she said, and she didn't say, oh, you know what? I'd really love a piano, but I you know, it. I can't afford it. But she made a bold statement to a friend. Her friend said, what's going on? And she was telling her some things to, that were going on. And she said, you know what I'm excited about? I'm getting a piano. And her friend responded with, do you want, do you have one already? Do you want mine? It's just sitting at my parents' house. And within a couple of days, our daughter had a piano. So making a bold statement, asking first what you would love and then making a bold statement as if it's already true. You know what's happening? I'm I'm getting my my license of higher living or I'm what would what would be something? Well, Thoreau said that that um when you when you advance confidently in the in the direction of your dreams and endeavor to live the life you've loved, that you know you will you'll meet with a success unexpected in common hours. And he says, then, and what'll happen is the rules start changing in your favor. New rules kind of pop up and start to um, uh, organize themselves to help you get to your goal. And you live with the authority. Is that what he says? Yeah, you live with the authority of a higher, or the license. No, it's no, authority. authority. It's authority. You live with the authority of a higher order of being. 
So that's pretty cool. It's, it's really cool and it's very true. And and people think that it's complicated. Oh, and they'll say to me, "You'll well, it's just really difficult. You don't even understand it. Yeah, you I, don't know what I've been I through. I might not know what barriers you've experienced in the past or or that which you're facing now, but I do know. What I do know for sure is that Henry David Thoreau was a smart dude. And asking yourself and moving confidently in the direction of life you've imagined, the one that you would really love that feels and tastes delicious when you think about it, it's pleasing to you. There, So scientifically, neurologically speaking, studies show that when you spend a few moments every day, you know, a reasonable amount, when you spend a few moments every day daydreaming, you significantly stimulate areas of your brain that are not otherwise stimulated and create more positivity, create opportunities. So that Thoreau dude, he knew it on a spiritual level, but we're we're talking about it on a scientific well, level as a, well. There's a reason people like Thoreau get quoted, you know, for 150 years. Right. Right. Because there's some truth there. Right. There's re- reasons why we go back and look at at the scriptures, whatever your religious, uh, you know, persuasion is. If you're a Christian or a Muslim or a Hindi, or if you follow the the Buddha you know, and that sort of philosophy. There's a reason why these people, these stories get told over eons of time or or at least millennia of time. And it's because there's truth in the stories, right? So, um, so what's your story? Yeah. So what's the story you're telling yourself? What's the story you're telling yourself? Do you have our, one of our writers wrote in her 30th class reunions coming up next year and it's causing her to evaluate whether or not you have a class reunion coming up. Today is a good day to evaluate where am I and where would I love to be? It doesn't really matter what the uh, football captain thinks of you or that your nemesis, your high school nemesis does matter what you think of you and your life. Yeah. I, so, so that was, that was my reunion. Right. And that, so that was interesting for us. Mm-hmm. And it was a very safe situation to kind of look and go, wow, look at all the things that we thought we were supposed to do, which we didn't do, but we still, we still ended up having this life that we love. And look at the people who did follow somebody else's um, plan for them. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I did that. And then I never used it. So now I'm driving a truck, which is nothing wrong with driving a truck. Just a matter of saying, oh, I, 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 I did all this stuff. I would love to drive a truck. So that it's yeah. cool if it's that w- that's what you would love. Yeah, I'm not finding fault with any career path or, or, or thing I'm saying. Right. They did all this stuff. And not because a lot of people talked about, I did these things. I never did anything with my my uh, degree. I did end up in debt, you know, Um and, uh, and I'm just, or I'm just trying to wait out my retirement. So that's a pretty safe environment to sort of talk about these, these belief systems that hold us back. Right. But I, I kind of want to transition for a few minutes. We've got a few minutes before the break. You go ahead and say what you're going to say and then I'll do what I want to do. We're either with, we're either pulled by a vision or we're pushed by circumstances. Pushed by circumstances is our life becomes so, untenable. Our pain becomes so great that we feel an obligation to change, but pulled by a vision is a completely different energy and it feels a lot better. That's what we're inviting you into is, is let's become pulled by our vision. And first you have to have a vision. The way to create a vision for a life you would love living is by asking a higher vibration question, which is what would I love? Yeah. And so, so let's go to that. We've, we I want to spend the next few minutes before we go to the break. So right now in the news, there's all this stuff about these these movie the directors and or Harvey Weinstein and all this all this negative there's stuff. There's some about, ugly stuff. There's in really there. bad stuff. That's like it's like somebody's uh, you know uh, 
poked a hole in the dam and now the dam is breaking quickly, mm-hmm. right? All this pent up to, pressure. From your mouth yeah. to God's ears. Yeah, and, that's, break that and it's dam. great. But there are all these people, you know, we saw, the, you know, they talked about Trump then, and that got some play. But then they talked about Bill O'Reilly and that got more play. And then you, uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, yeah, going back years. Then and then and then, of course, Harvey Weinstein is the one that's in the moot news now. And then there was this new other director of twenty-eight different people stood up. Although you know, I recognize a couple of the things he did, but not a big deal. But you know, the overwhelming thing that I'm hearing in the story, particularly as they're focused on these um, these aspiring or or even you know acting people in the entertainment, was they. They felt like they um, there was this there was this belief system among some of the men that they could take advantage of or or um, in somehow either really badly marginalized or just be really gross and inappropriate in front of people and to get their jollies because they were had reached a level of of um, notoriety and power that they could just kind of get they away can, with whatever they shit they wanted bring to. About, yeah, abuses. <clears throat> but see, I look at that and I go, okay, so we know there are like freak show people out there in the world that are, they're dirty, disgusting, rotten people. Whoa, uh, you're talking to a life coach here. Do you want to, well, if you want to restate Harvey Weinstein in a higher vibration, it's okay with me. Um, but the point well, is. I would, sim- I would simply say. I would simply say his actions are absolutely dirty, disgusting, and wrong. Maybe the, he the can human, be fixed, yeah. I, I'm not even saying he can be fixed. What I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, I, I read an article about, I read an article about abusers, and one of the barriers to abusers admitting they have a problem is that they are basically damned publicly. Now, I have some pretty strong feelings about abusers. Yes, and, we and do. That is very strong feelings. Very strong feelings about abusers. And at the same time, that topic made a lot of sense to me. And so saying he is what, what, a worthless wait, what human topic? being. What? That it makes sense to me that if we... I didn't if, say it was worthless. I said dirty, disgusting, and so on. Right. But the underlying thing is worthless and and an un, unhelpable, let us... Let us unredeemable, unre- irredeemable, irredeemable. Irredeemable. We have to look at it and go, okay, if we create a, a climate where people can heal themselves, then then I, I just think the wording really matters. The word matters. Okay, so, I'm not... I mean, no way. I mean, honestly, I want to take him out behind the woodshed and beat the shit it's, out of him. But the point, the point is that we have to be careful about the words. Okay, yeah, because people are not static, right? They can right. they can improve their situation. Right. They can. So the idea is, though, how often, and, and this is a question as we go into the break here in, in about 40 seconds, but the question is, what, what crap are you tolerating in your life? Yeah. What stuff are you tolerating in your job? What stuff are you tolerating in your social climbing? What stuff are you tolerating for your in, in order to be, uh, you know, accepted into some um, industry or group that's, that's allowing cr- these people to continue to have power over people? I mean, are you letting somebody else's um, power, somebody else's authority, somebody else's um, position um, – put you into a victim place or are you, or how do you cut those chains and unshackle yourself from that crap? And so, and that's what I want to spend the rest of the show talking about. We've got to go to a quick break. Um, this is Aaron Scott Young, Michelle Pearson Young, and we are, you're listening to us on where? Voice America on the Influencers Network. And this is the Unshackled Life. We'll be back in about two minutes. Be 
sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Welcome back to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young and Michelle Pearson Young. We are talking about life, the meaning of everything, and we're talking about being shackled by other people's behaviors. And Aaron and I have uh, had some really spirited discussions because, you know, he was raised as a man, which is appropriate for his circumstances because he is one. I was. I was raised as a woman. And as such, women know by definition that we're having a very different experience. We we question our safety in circumstances that a man, man would never think to question their safety. We live our lives in a little bit different way. And recently... Yeah, this was interesting. When you, What was the question that I was read asked? A, I read a, an article. I want to say it was a professor. And I'll have to Google it and find it out. But I read an article that said that a man put on a chalkboard, he put the... The sign for the man, the circle with the arrow going up to the side, and the sign for the woman on the other side, which was with the line down and across through it, and and said to the men, men, what do you do on a daily, daily like, basis yeah. to protect yourself from being sexually um, sexually attacked or sexually yeah, sort of like being being marginalized. Yeah, and like, what do you what do you do to get ready for it? Michelle asked me the question, and I was like. Well, I don't nothing. I don't. So, so this, I don't do anything. I'm not worried about being attacked in any way. This article that I read t- talks about the the reaction of men because he was asking it in a in a co-ed situation and and the men got a little bit uncomfortable and they'd make some sort of joke and and then they might say, oh, try not to go to prison and and they would they would just get really uncomfortable with it. Then the, then they would ask the question of the women and there was a comprehensive list all of which I was familiar with, many of which I have done to protect myself. And even so, Aaron and I were having that conversation and we, we were out and about yesterday and both went into our respective restrooms. And I said, yeah, I we went you, into a grocery store. It was store Albertsons in a funky area. In a, yeah, in a, in a little bit of a sketchy neighborhood. And we walked in and we, we were going to grab something and we wanted to both use the restroom. And 
And uh, so we, I, we walked I never, out. All and, I noticed is it was dirty. Yeah, but. we we walked out. We got back in the car, and we'd had this conversation earlier. And and I said, I bet when you went into the restroom, you didn't think anything about it. And he said, yeah, I just noticed it was dirty. And I said, I noticed, I looked around to make sure nobody was behind me. And I, I looked around to see if anybody was in the restroom when I walked in. And every woman that's listening to this has done that. I promise you, if they, you've been in a public restroom, you've looked around, evaluated the situation to make sure that you were safe. And it's a really important question because it's an important conversation because a lot of men, and especially you, Aaron, because you and I have had this conversation and I've felt kind of frustrated that you're like, is sexism a thing? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Is sexism a thing? Fortunately for me, you don't know it's a thing because you're not a sexist. Yeah, I, I think somebody accused me one time of not living in the real world. And I said, I live in the real world. I just don't live in the same world as you. And um, there, there, now that's, that's a I've, pretty I've been, let them eat cake attitude. Okay. But for, for what we're talking about, not that conversation. Marie Antoinette no. actually believed that, that was a thing. There's no bread, <laughs> let them eat cake. So maybe I'm as, maybe I'm as, as dim or as naive as my well, point is, is that I, I'm, I've lived with a powerful woman in my life, a lot of powerful women, but my, but you for 30 years. Yes, you have. Um, we've brought our daughter and really daughters because, mm-hmm. you know, we raised an, a Carrie, Carrie as well. We raised a Carrie. We raised the Carrie. Uh, we raised her up to um, to be more confident, right? And uh, and so, and then I have I have a powerful uh, my my most important um, team member team member that I work with every day is a, another really powerful woman, and it just never even occurred to me. And I'm not the kind of guy that wants to marginalize or certainly hurt. Nor people. nor is it very. I mean, and I'm not. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not criticizing you, but nor is it very comfortable. To to look out in the world and go, hey, really bad things are happening. As a life coach, there's a really there's a really fine balance between focusing on the positive and being in denial. And denial is not helpful. Denial is going, oh, I'm sure that bill's not due because I don't have the money to pay for it. And it's, being it's, being aware that there's a problem and knowing that something needs to be done is really important. Right, thing. but it wasn't. Uh, you should know. I mean, I. I've learned, guys, men, listen to this. I've learned over 30 years that just because um, I have a different opinion than my wife doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that I'm right, unless it has to do with, um, like, if a couch will fit against that wall, because <laughs> I'm way better spatially than you are. But I remember I remember That's when fair. I grew up very conservative, and I really, I, I had a deep, strong belief that the death penalty was an appropriate um, action in some cases. And then you took me to see um, Sister, Sister Helen Pergeen. And I heard this woman speak, and I heard the real numbers, the real statistics. And I'm like, oh, my heck, how the hell is that? How did I not understand this? So whether or not, quote, unquote, the death penalty is ever right to be used, the fact that it's being used inappropriately so often and so disproportionately to to certain you know, colors of skin is baloney. And so I left that, it only took how long? An hour for me mm-hmm. to change my perspective on capital punishment. I had to read the book. I had to find out she was speaking in town. All I had, I had to, to do was marry her and listen to her. <laughs> and the same thing, you know, with um, uh, some of our uh, our long-held religious beliefs and some same thing with um, beliefs about, I mean, you know, I I grew up loving people, but I didn't understand about about, um, you know, anything besides heterosexuality. All these things 
had to be learned. But the cool thing is, is when we learn about it and when we actually um, not just like tolerate, but if we accept and go, I want to know more about these, this person or these people or this thing that's different than me, what we find out is we're way more alike than we are different. And we, yes. but, but, but to, so to, let's to take this back. back around, close the loop back to um, the sexual abuse thing. I mean, that we have to first accept that it's going on, right? We have to, well, I would say acknowledge. And, and that's, you know, I, so I, yeah. to, share, to share a little bit about me, I, I watched the Me Too campaign. So there's a hashtag Me Too campaign. That says, you know, I that, went through this. That, that says, I, I too have been a victim of uh, either sexual abuse or sexual harassment. And it took me, so I, so I had to really consider do I want to do I want to do the Me Too? What does this mean? And the conclusion. Yeah, what is it? Do you want to put that out in? Do public? I want to put that out there in public? And the conclusion that I came to for me, and I, it is for everyone to decide for themselves. For me, the decision process that I went through was, I don't necessarily, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put this out there and make it a conversation about me. And that was that was the conclusion that I, that I came to. The Me Too campaign is not about a conversation about me. It's saying this is a prevalent situation where where women who are not in as um, safe safe a circumstance as I am where they are being marginalized minimalized they are being exposed to things that are not fair and they cannot get through and we need to and they, and they need- turn the light on in the room let the cockroaches run to the corners and be able to unshackle people who are shackled by other people's behaviors so that's why I put on the hashtag me too to say look it is prevalent it is happening to your sisters your mothers your friends your daughters it's happening or has happened and, or has happened, but happens on a daily basis, let's turn the light on and expect and teach that we expect. Because what is it that you always say? Uh, um, inspect, you know, expectations. No, say, people meet their expect your I expectations say, for them? I say you have to inspect your expectations. Then, but there's another thing that you well, say that's I was gonna say, awesome that, also. Here's the point. We, we have, Can I make the point? Well, okay. Because well, let me finish my point and then I'd you love, have your I'd point. I'd love to hear it. My point is that... We need to turn the light on and say, yes, this has happened. This is real. This is real. Put into position people so that they can create opportunities for themselves, empower people, and then teach our boys and our men, this is what our expectations of you are. This is not acceptable. Yeah, that's right. So the, the, the terrifying thing about this whole topic is, how many people that I know who um, have been victimized by people who, who I guess just felt like they were entitled in some way. You know, Tom, like they, Tom like, Hanks made a really good statement. He said, it, it's not surprising. I've seen over and over again, people who came into power for some reason had a desire to minimize or even humiliate others. Yeah, there's a there's a great quote that I, I love that says, we've learned through sad experience that when, and it says a man, so it's sort of appropriate for this. Yeah. We've learned through sad experience that when a man is given a little authority, as he supposes, he will immediately begin to exercise unrighteous dominion. And I thought that it's, that's such a powerful thing. As soon as you get a little bit of, you think you're a little bit further up the ladder, you're the, you're the um, assistant manager at the, <laughs> at the coffee you know, hut or, or whatever, you know, or whatever. And you start bossing people around. You start acting like a jerk. 
And then you start thinking, I can, I can do this because I can influence your income, I can influence your mm-hmm. progress, your success, whatever. And it's, it's all bullshit and we need to knock it off. And the guys that are doing it need to just knock it off. And the women need and get to help. And, and get help. But, the, and, but mostly it's just like get over yourself. And the women that are in that shackled position, and you look at all these people that are coming forward now because they finally feel like maybe somebody will listen maybe to me. Maybe somebody will listen. And, that, but that's and they've been exactly holding this it. back for 10 years, 20 years. That's exactly right. Well, the, the instance that I specifically thought of when I wrote the hashtag Me Too, mm-hmm. I, I never felt... I, I never felt like I had the latitude to be able to do something about it. And so I just never did anything about it. So, so, and but what was interesting is when you and I were discussing what we would talk about today on the show, one of the things that you said was people's behaviors that are shackling them. So mm-hmm. as we look at the perpetrators, we look at the perpetrators and they're not any happier than anybody else. No, they've got to be miserable because miserable people do shitty things. Right. And, well and, nice, and nice people do things that are nice. Happy people don't do mean Happy things. Happy people don't kill their husbands. Name that movie. I don't know, but right off the bat, I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> so, I'm, and I, this is why 30 years of blissfulness, I'm going to keep you happy. Happy but, people, it's from, it's from Legally Blonde. Oh, that's a good point. Happy people don't kill their husbands. Happy people don't kill their husbands. Happy people don't abuse other people. Happy people don't do that. So whether or not, whether you're the the, um, victimization of bad behavior or you are the perpetrator, it's it's, It's that is a shackle. So so just as we wrap, I mean, guys, the first thing is, is... um, you, you gotta, you've got to have courage to not just stand up and say, me too, on Facebook right. or hashtag, whatever, you know, on Instagram or something. What are you going to do to step back? And how do, we, how do we help expose that situation so that you can move on? Or do you just need to leave the situation? You know, people, people stay in horrible situations because they're, they're because afraid. they don't know. See, okay, this this will actually wrap up. We talked about class reunions. We talked about evaluating your life and saying, what what am I? What is missing from my life? Taking an opportunity to evaluate it and say, and then asking the question. So the question was asked on uh, our comments here. What? How do you know what you want? It goes back to asking the question, what would I love? And so it, whether or not you're evaluating yourself because your class reunion is coming up or you're looking at a circumstance, a situation, you're in a bad relationship, bad, bad job relationship, situation, bad job yeah. situation, we always begin with the question, what would I love? What, what would I love to be in a job where I'm appreciated? Would I love to be in a relationship that is supportive and loving? What what would I love? And then daydreaming is just daydreaming is just entertainment and then we act in concert with that belief first we ask the question what would i love i would love to be in a job where i feel safe where i feel valued where the my gender is not an issue i'd like to be in a relationship i'd like to I'd be i'd love to be in a relationship that, where that where i feel um, oh but i know people who are in relationships that aren't great so no, 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 we want to be specific no, 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 i'm at say i'm in a relationship that is empowering that empowering, way. not yeah. one that's marginalizing not one that sucks yeah the and, answer, the the questions are different but the solutions are always the same i was in so as we drove to the class reunion let's let's close this loop yeah. As we drove to the class reunion the other day, I, I was nervous. I was really nervous. And I was worrying about how I was going to be measured and how I would measure up and would I remember people and would it be fun or would I just feel, you know, goofy. And, and um, I think we do a lot of things. We feel a lot of angst, a lot of fear because we don't know how it's going to turn out if we do something different, if we get into an 
unfamiliar circumstance. And all I want to tell you is virtually every time you, you progress towards what would I love, even though there's going to be a scary hurdle in between, you, you will end up in a happier, better place. You'll become less shackled. You become more empowered. And you'll go, why didn't I make this move toward my dream sooner? Why didn't I do that? Michelle, we have to wrap. Tell Get me. fascinated. Yeah, yeah. Get fascinated with a life that you would love living because it's that fascination that creates different results. Tell them how they can get on your um, 21-day life prize. If, really if you go to my website, michelleyoungcoaching.com, you'll be able to enter your email in there and, and start that process of asking yourself and playing in the land of what, uh, living a life you love living. Okay, michelleyoung.com, michelleyoungcoaching.com. That's all the time we have today. Thanks hey, for joining us. it's good to be us. here with you again. You guys, we'll talk to you next week on the Unshackled Life on the Influencer Networker. Networker? Nope. Voice America Network. Voice America Network. <laughs> okay, Thanks bye-bye. for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the Unshackled owner, Aaron Scott Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.